you ready? Let me say it first. You repeat it after me. John. My name is Tim Lemire, and I love the Beatles. I also love language. I'm a writer, editor, and author, so language is my livelihood. Why not put the two together for a podcast where I use the Beatles music to talk about the English language? This is the Beatles English. Episode 1. Love me, comma, do. At the moment, the majority of the Beatles fans are in their hometown of Liverpool, and I have a very strong suspicion it won't be long before they're all over the country. Meanwhile, here's a request from Liverpool uh, for the number which started it all for the Beatles, Love Me Do. This is for Miss Elaine McGarrity of Mendip Road, Birkenhead, from Mike. What better place to start than the Beatles' debut single, Love Me Do, which was released on Parlophone Records in England on October 5th, 1962. As a song, Love Me Do is almost childlike in its simplicity. It's basically two chords. And with the exception of three words, always, someone, and somebody, all the lyrics are one syllable. Love, love me do, you know I love you, I'll always be true, so please love me do. It could not be simpler in its construction and in its sound and therein lies much of its appeal. As a side note, another Beatles song whose lyrics are nearly all monosyllabic is And I Love Her. The only polysyllabic words in that song are everything, tenderly, and lover. But back to Love Me Do. What does it have to teach us about the English language? Quite a lot. Let's talk about nomenclature, which is the study or science of naming things, of what things are called. The first thing we hear in Love Me Do is John Lennon playing the harmonica. Or is it a harp? Listen to this clip from 1963 of the Beatles appearing on a BBC radio program. But now John has his work cut out on the next one as he takes the guitar on and off his neck and pulls the harmonica in and out of his face. It's a harp. What's a harp? Uh, The harp. I'm playing a harp in this one. Playing a harp? Harmonica I play in Love Me Do. Harp in this one. Little. But it goes in and out. John is saying he plays a harmonica on Love Me Do as opposed to a harp, which he indicates is little. Harmonicas do indeed come in different sizes, but is there a difference between a harmonica and a harp? No. Not in size, not in sound, not in any respect. Harp is a nickname or a cognomen for a harmonica. Any harmonica. Why? because the harmonica operates on breath making harmony. And the Aeolian harp, or wind harp, is a musical instrument named after Aeolus, the Greek god of wind. An Aeolian harp is placed outdoors or near an open window so that the breeze can float over its strings to create music. So why does John Lennon tell his BBC host that there's a difference between a harmonica and a harp? Well, there are two possibilities I can see. One is that John, who was all of 22 years old at the time of that broadcast, had been misinformed. 
Remember, this is 1963, so John couldn't go online to check his facts. Somebody may have told him that a small harmonica is called a harp, a mouth harp, or a blues harp, and everything else was a harmonica. The lesson for us there is that what we know about language, or what we think we know, is often informed by what other people tell us. Seldom do we check it out. The other possibility is that John, to use a Britishism, is having it on with his host. He's kidding him. He's teasing him. Or because this is the BBC and John is from Liverpool, he's having fun to take another person down a peg. What John would have called taking the mickey, or taking the mickey out of someone, an Irish term for using humor to deflate someone else's pretensions or energy. The cruder term for that is to take the piss out of someone. Well, back to the song itself. Love Me Do was written mostly by Paul when he was around 16 years old. The title is unusual. Love Me Do is not something you hear people say to each other. It sounds almost courtly or Elizabethan. Love me, do. Grammatically, there should probably be a comma after me so that it's understood that you're issuing a command or a request. Do love me. Now, if you recall your grammar lessons from middle school, you'll remember that a statement made in the form of a command or a request is in the imperative mood. Even if you precede the command or request with please, please love me do, please please me, it's still in the imperative mood. Now, does it strike you as odd, linguistically or otherwise, to ask or command someone to love you? Well, there's precedent in pop music for a song with a title like this. In 1956, Elvis Presley released a ballad called Love Me, which he sang on The Ed Sullivan Show in that year, although Love Me was never released as a single so that it wouldn't compete with Love Me Tender, Elvis's other hit song in the imperative mood. Now, I've checked my Beatles library, and I cannot find any indication that Paul was thinking of Elvis and the song Love Me when he wrote Love Me Do, but John and Paul, by their own admission as teenagers, thought about Elvis pretty much all the time, so it's hard to imagine there wouldn't be some influence at work there. The Beatles have other song titles in the imperative mood. Among them, Please Please Me, Act Naturally, Ask Me Why, Tell Me Why, Come Together, Get Back, Hold Me Tight, Drive My Car, Run For Your Life, Don't Let Me Down, Don't Pass Me By, Don't Bother Me, Think For Yourself, and Wait. Now, I cannot tell you how many times I've listened to or sung along to Love Me Do, but it wasn't until I was gathering material for this podcast that I noticed Love Me Do uses both someone and somebody. It's in the break in the song. Someone to love, somebody new. Now, obviously, the Beatles use these two different words to fit the beat of the song, but it's a fair grammatical question. Do the words somebody and someone mean the same thing? And if they don't mean the same thing, when do you use either one? Well, they do pretty much mean the same thing. They are, for all intents and purposes, interchangeable. But to get it a subtle difference, we might look at a song the Beatles recorded three years after Love Me Do in 1965. In the song Help, John Lennon writes, Help, I need somebody. Help, 
not just anybody, help, you know I need someone. Somebody and anybody suggest any person, any individual will do. Lenin in help qualifies that he needs not just anybody, but he needs someone, that is, a particular special individual. In that same year, George Harrison writes a song with the lyric, If I needed someone to love, you're the one I'd be thinking of if I needed someone. Love Me Do is probably not the most requested Beatles song. Might not top people's lists of their favorite Beatles song. That said, my favorite part of Love Me Do is when John and Paul harmonize and channel the Everly Brothers, singing, Please! John and Paul stretch that word out for five beats, by my count. They do exactly what Phil and Don Everly do in their 1960 song, Kathy's Clown. If you recall, that song goes, Here he comes, that's Kathy's Clown. Now, why take notice of that? Warning, I'm going to get geeky here. I'm going <laughs> to get ner nerdy with words. In the field of phonology, the branch of linguistics that deals with speech sounds in language, there's a term called epenthesis, which means adding sounds to a word, especially to the interior of a word. Adding vowel sounds to a word is known as Anaptixis, A-N-A-P-T-Y-X-I-S. The root word in Greek means unfolding, so you're unfolding and stretching out a word. I will argue that stretching out the word please over five beats by adding extra E-E-E sounds is a form of anaptixis, and I stand by that. Now that's adding to a word. Let's talk about subtracting. But before I get to that, a brief word that my name is Tim Lemire. You can find episodes of The Beatles English on Apple Podcasts and on my website at timlemire.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That'll help other Beatle people to find this show. As John Lennon, a denizen of the Mersey River in Liverpool, once said to an audience in France, Mersey Boku. He really did say that. So, subtraction. If the song Love Me Do were the Beatles singing about their own haircuts, in other words, not Love My Hairdo, but the more Liverpudlian Love Me Do, then there'd be an apostrophe before the word do, indicating that it's a shortened version of the word hairdo. The term for this is elision. Elision means removing a letter or letters from a word in writing or in speech. For example, a contraction, as in, I'll always be true, is a form of elision. We see the apostrophe and we know what the missing letters are. I'll is, of course, I will, which, come to think of it, is another Beatles song title. We also allied words when we speak. When John Lennon sings, I've got every reason on earth to be mad, he elides twice. I've, for I have, and every, instead of Every. One more audio clip. I love this one. Before the Beatles came to America in 1964, Capitol Records issued to U.S. radio stations a promotional record. 
an interview with the Beatles. Now, as corny as this sounds, the trick was American DJs would dub in their own voices asking the questions, and then they'd cut to the Beatles' answers. So it sounded like the Beatles were right there in the studio. One of the questions, of course, had to do with the Beatles' hair. The prevailing hairstyle for American men in 1964 was short hair or a crew cut. So the Beatles' hair was very unusual. The question on the canned interview is, who came up with the idea for these haircuts? I think it was my dad, really. He said, you know, Paul, this it's a bit square, this uh, the haircut I had, you know, short back and side. He said, why don't you get a Beatle cut, son? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Beatles. And thank you for tuning into this podcast. Anoptixis, Elision, and the nuances between somebody and someone, all from Love Me Do. We are just getting started. Please tune in again when I will talk more about my favorite band and about words and language. My name is Tim Lemire, and this is The Beatles English.